0: GamezillaMedia.com. Noise Land Arcade. Welcome to this week's episode of Noise Land Arcade. I am your co-host Craig WK, and with me is my co-host
1: Sean the Arcade Phantom. How's it going, everybody?
0: Doing pretty good myself,
1: Sean, and uh, today we're talking about Life on the Fast Lane. Original air date, March 18th, 1990. We had a big gap between the last two episodes. There's yeah. almost a month. Yeah, what? Do you know why that is? I don't know what was going on. They probably were just the way Fox ran its stuff at the time. That happens with shows nowadays. It's usually around Christmas. Oh. But because it was a later start, they probably did their gap there. I see. That's we- Yeah, because I noticed that. Like, I When I put the, the date down
0: for this episode, I was like... No, no, no. I was like, there's no way. And I kept going back and forth. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess so. So in this episode, uh, Marge becomes infuriated with Homer after he gives her a thoughtless gift. And in an attempt to spite him, she uh, meets a charming man who falls for her. Or maybe she just falls for him?
1: A little, ob- Well, she's more of a conquest, but...
0: Well, we'll get to that. So uh, I... On this day, uh, back in, you know, 1990 there, uh, East Germany was able to vote parliament members into office. And it was the first open election they had had since 1933, just before Adolf Hitler obtained power. This vote, of course, led towards the unity between East and West Germany.
1: And for most of our listeners who have listened to every episode... Craig thinks democratic elections are bad news. So this is bad news for Craig. Here. This is horrible news. How could they let this
0: happen? <laughs> Letting people vote. Uh,
1: no, that's awesome. Yeah, right. I uh, I
0: thought that uh, I just thought it was crazy that it, it had been since 1933.
1: Well, I mean Germany had some issues that went on You know, I mean I guess yeah it's yeah it's just it, it it just seems like a really long time. No, it's it's a very progressive of Germany. Good for them. Yeah. Oh.
0: I mean this was of course a long time ago. The congratulations of you know, sort of
1: it's a little late, but you know, whatever. Yeah, they're they're a world leader now. So I mean Good for it you, Germany. Out. Out. Go <laughs> Germany. All our German <laughs> listeners out there. I wish I remembered my German class lessons so I could say something positive to you. Ich heiße, Craig WK. Mein Fisch ist auf dem Tisch.
0: That's about all I remember. So, uh, Sean, what, what do you have uh, as far as uh, uh, things that were going on in the world at this time?
1: So, comic books haven't been brought up very often. Oh, yeah, no, do we have Do you haven't. like comic books? Sure. Do you like the 90s? Do you um, like yeah. action? I do. Explosion? Who doesn't? Because on March 10th, 1990, uh-huh. New Mutants number 87 introduced a character mm-hmm. who is the definition of the 90s. This is the first appearance of Cable. Oh, with you mean the giant shoulders and the huge giant guns? Giant shoulder pads, big guns, pouches on pouches, Rob Liefeld's baby. Wow. Cable was introduced.
0: Cable, man. And Cable, of course, is uh, in the newest Deadpool movie, Deadpool 2, yep. isn't he? Yeah, he's a
1: major character in Deadpool 2. Wow.
0: Wow. Yeah, uh, th- that style of art at the time in comics was crazy because it was just like, they all had enormous shoulder pads. Oh yeah,
1: big guns, tiny little feet. Rob Liefeld was... I love him, but he's a terrible artist. <laughs> <laughs> he can't draw feet. You know what? I can't draw feet either, so you he know what He I... acknowledges it, so at least that's cool. Oh,
0: okay, fair enough. Does he just always have like big boots on people?
1: They usually have tiny feet that kind of go off frame and it's weird. Oh, that is weird. <laughs> but, but yeah cable was introduced and when i think 90s comics i think of two things and cable's one of them what's the other thing oh we'll get to that later on it'll oh. it'll eventually show up <laughs> fair enough
0: fair enough so i uh, i at the uh, uh beginning of the episode we have uh, uh the the kids are making breakfast for march it's breakfast in bed for their mommy
1: which have you ever done that have you ever made breakfast in bed for your mom My mom always woke
0: up really early, but I feel like there was probably a point when I, me and my sister, made breakfast in bed for my mom.
1: I'm a lazy kid. I've never done it once. (laughs) I
0: I can't really think of a time, but like I was, like I woke up pretty early myself when I was younger. I I was just sort of a weird kid like that. Just when you were younger? Well, even when I was a teen and even when I was an old person like I am now.
1: I seem to remember in high school, you playing Animal Crossing and waking up at like four in the morning to go fishing every day. You got the best
0: dodge for getting cans at that time. <laughs> and if it was raining, it was even better. I don't know what to tell you, Sean. It's just, it's all about the fishing. All right. And also, I mean, I was waking up like even in like elementary school, I woke up at like five thirty in the morning. I don't know why. You're just a morning person. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I guess so. I uh, I'm certainly I I can't really sleep uh, in past uh, probably like I don't know nine ten o'clock unless I'm like sick or something.
1: Yeah, uh, I can't sleep past nine ten o'clock either. But usually by then the sun's gone down and I'm thinking like <laughs> it's time for a martini. So, so. <sighs>
0: So anyway, uh, the, the kids make breakfast in bed, and Homer immediately is like, "'Oh, my God, it's my birthday?' And they're all like, "'No, it's for Mom!' And Bart's like, "'You don't even know your own wife's birthday?' And Homer, and this joke ends up getting repeated a few times throughout the series. Yeah, Bart's cold about it. He's he really, really is. cold. He really is. But so, but this coming joke is used a bunch. Homer then says, no, I have a great gift for you. And he's like, I'm going to go for a walk. And he runs out of the house. You hear the car start and he peels out. And, and of course, you know, like, you know, Bart says something like, you know, uh, like, I ah, totally forgot. And Marge is pretty upset.
1: Before that, there's a moment that irked me. Mm-hmm. Lisa has a gift for her mom And she made a card Mm -hmm. She made a macaroni picture And it's this immaculate picture of her mom It looks pretty good for macaroni art And Lisa's just such an overachiever I hate that when I'm giving gifts and somebody overachieves and I feel like crap. <laughs> so you're I, I relate to Bart. The
0: $5 of a, a jug of French champagne? I'm a cheap... Or not champagne, not perfume. I'm a cheap
1: clearance Conan the Barbarian action figure kind of guy. <laughs> and less of a, I'm going to give you your dream gift kind of guy.
0: Now I don't know how much I buy that. I seem to remember some Christmas presents from you that have been rather nice.
1: Oh, I appreciate that, but I feel like I'm more of the Conan the Barbarian cheap one. Yeah,
0: like that year you got me the jug of French perfume.
1: Oh, (laughs) wee (laughs) wee. So,
0: uh, so Homer darts off, uh, to go shopping. And as he's shopping, uh, like Marge is like talking with her sisters on the line. And, uh, so you have uh, Homer like looking around stores. And he's like, you know, and he just makes like goofy sort of one-off jokes that he plays. So he's like, ah, too corny for like the popcorn hut or whatever. it is.
1: And Patty and Selma are kind of berating Homer on it. Oh, absolutely. They throughout the entire series, all they do is hate on Homer. But they're real bitches to margin this one. Yeah, they they kind of set in motion everything that's going to happen in this episode.
0: They kind well they they really just prepare Marge for what's coming because I mean Homer is a jerk, but there is a really weird reference here. So uh, at one point, uh, I, I I think it's Pat, Patty or Salma, one of the two, uh, says that all he gets are things that he wants for himself. Do you remember that Connie Chung calendar? Now, Sean, do you happen to know who Connie Chung was? I do not, actually. Ah, well, I had to do a little bit of digging here. So here is our, our probably one of our more uh, kind of like, I, I mean, maybe at the time it wasn't so obscure, but nowadays it certainly is. Connie Chung was a news anchor uh, who uh, was removed from her position uh, some years from now, uh, at this point in the show, I, yeah, I believe so, Uh when she did an interview that was very combative with a fireman, who was at the site of the Oklahoma City bombing.
1: Jeez. Yeah,
0: she apparently was uh, uh, a little on the the uh, how do I put it? A little on the like kind of edgier side. And uh, there was even a uh, interview she did with like uh, like a politician's like mother trying to get her to like like be more outspoken against like Hillary Clinton. Which was, and this was, of course, years ago. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's real weird. But she also had some other uh, 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 interviews that were uh, kind of interesting to note, especially in reference to The Simpsons. So one of her interviews was with Magic Johnson. And this was after uh, he went public about being HIV positive. Now, Magic Johnson appears in a later episode as a guest voice. Now, this next one, though, is not a guest voice, but it is referenced in a later episode. She had an interview with Klaus von Bülow. Really? Yeah, Klaus von Bülow is a very offhand joke made in a much later uh, season of The Simpsons. And Klaus von Bülow essentially murdered his wife and bribed the jury to get away with it.
1: Which we've all been there. We've all been there. We've murdered someone and had to bribe the jury.
0: If I had a dollar for every time I murdered a wife and had to bribe a jury to get out of uh, you know trial. Uh, But yeah, so uh, uh, Connie Chung also, uh, which is maybe a little bit more well-known for some people, uh, she is married to somebody. Who's she married to? Maury Povich.
1: Oh, Maury Povich.
0: Uh Uh-huh. She is married to Maury.
1: The master of... You are not the father.
0: Or you are the father, depending on how the episode goes.
1: But by the way, if anyone's bored, watching talk shows like that, watching clips of them on YouTube is the best way to do it. (laughs) Because you skip all that filler and it's just, boom, you are the father. You aren't the father. You are the father. You aren't the father. You murdered somebody with a sledgehammer. Hashtag sledgehammer murder. Is that an episode? No, that's a Dr. Phil thing, and that's a real thing. There's hashtag sledgehammer, but we're getting off the topic of this episode. Anywho,
0: yeah, so uh, apparently Homer uh, really liked Connie Chung and got Marge a calendar with Connie Chung.
1: So when Homer is going through the mall, Mm -hmm. he's looking at the stores, and I think this might be the most dated reference in any early episode. That he's in a mall? Now that he's in a mall, because that's a little dated, because <laughs> malls are dying for Yeah. There's a store he passes mm-hmm. called the International House of Answering Machines.
0: Oh, you're right. There's no such thing as answering machines anymore.
1: Nobody even has landlines anymore. That
0: is true. That is very, very
1: rare. Though,
0: I will say, uh, at work I'm talking to people from all across the country all day, you know, every day.
1: A lot of people still seem to have home lines they talk about how they don't use them ever but they have them yeah well a lot of cable companies give the news or the landlines for free with it oh that's probably it's, it's actually then. a package deal like comcast has one where you save 20 bucks when you get the landline the uh, internet and the cable i got it i got it because if okay. they have the service so that they can make more money it's all a big racket but um <laughs> yeah that doesn't surprise <laughs> me
0: uh so yeah i and another thing i'd like to note here as as homer's looking around the the mall and finally arrives at the bowling ball store that's right he finally arrives at the bowling ball store
1: a store specifically for bowling balls
0: and bowling related merchandise Homer's pretty much the worst in this episode. Oh, yeah. He doesn't remember his wife's birthday. He rushes out to go get a gift and then proceeds to get a gift for himself.
1: This isn't the first or the only time Homer will forget about an important day. Oh, yeah, no. It we'll definitely see him forget Valentine's Day later.
0: Mm-hmm. No, at least Valentine's Day is... I think you can make the argument that Valentine's is at least a little more of a hallmark holiday.
1: Valentine's Day falls on the same day every year, and it's on a calendar, unlike your wife's birthday. (laughs) He has less of an excuse to forget it, in my opinion.
0: All right, you know what? You raise a valid
1: point there. Uh, But his wife's birthday is a little important. It is important, but it's not like it's pre-written on his calendar for him. That's true.
0: Okay, yeah, Homer's the worst. It's
1: not like one of those weird holidays like Easter where it jumps around based on the patterns of the moon. It hops like a bunny. Oh, that's that's cute. Phil, <laughs> <laughs> <So, laughs> so, have you ever forgotten anyone's birthday?
0: I I think so. I, I'm sure I have. I, I can't place anybody off the top of my head whose birthday I forgot, but I'm sure I must have.
1: I typically forget about people's birthdays all the time. Unless they're important, I'm just like, meh. You
0: forget my birthday every year, Sean.
1: I couldn't forget your birthday. It's International Talk Like a Pirate Day. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> you're right.
0: Uh, and now all the listeners know when my birthday is. That's true. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so yeah, so Homer gets this, this present, comes back home, and Marge the whole while is telling her sisters, no, 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 no. I think Homer's gonna get me a good gift this year. It's you know, like you know, he he he's made some mistakes in the past. And which is a little materialistic of Marge, but at the same time, there's a fine line between getting a bad gift for somebody and getting a gift for yourself that you know they will give back to you. That's really rotten.
1: It appears later in this episode, but Homer is really rotten with this gift Because he gets his own name engraved on the bowling ball <laughs> Thinking it will go to him
0: Yeah, right? That is so rotten So so Homer uh, uh, Comes back home And he's he's pretty proud of himself Or, or just excited that he has a new bowling ball And uh, so uh, They uh, what is it? I think it's uh, uh, Homer's like going into the fridge and Homer's like, yeah, we're going to go out and, you know, have a great time tonight, honey. And and she's like, well, the kids will be there. And he's like, all right. Yeah. OK, fair enough. And and you can tell Homer's not thrilled about that. But then she's like, and my sisters. And he's just like, oh. he's just so upset.
1: Do you blame him? I would not want to go out with Patty and Selma.
0: I mean, yeah, they, they're not very nice to Homer.
1: No, they're horrible.
0: They're pretty bad. So it cuts to the restaurant, and the whole time the, the sisters, which I'll get to in a moment because I do kind of want to touch on that, but they basically are just like berating Homer like behind his back. He's not paying attention and the, stuff.
1: The restaurant they go to is a little special, too.
0: The Singing Sirloin, right?
1: The Singing Sirloin, where everyone sings to you. I hate restaurants where people sing.
0: I really, really do
1: kind of dislike him too i'm not the most joyous person when i'm in a place like that even somebody singing happy birthday to me drives me up a wall
0: yeah i've never enjoyed the the servers coming out to sing you happy birthday i always thought that was so awkward
1: but the weirdest thing about this is they show a bunch of different scenarios where they're singing for people Uh uh-huh and they're you know an anniversary happy moments then there's a funeral ser- service. <laughs> they're singing, like, some kind of, uh, like,
0: Amazing Grace or, like, a uh, uh, Danny Boy or something. I don't remember what they're singing. But they're singing something really, really emotional.
1: But that's really dark. I mean, would you go to a place like that after a funeral service?
0: I wouldn't go to a place like that anyway, let alone after a funeral service. <laughs> Unless it's somebody I really, really disliked, I. Uh, but, but we cut to the table of them. Yeah. And so I uh, that was one thing I wanted to touch base on is Patty and Selma are are really ripping Homer apart, and you know there, there's a part of me that realizes okay they're being pretty rotten to Homer, but there's another part of me that makes it makes me think of me and my aunt. One of my aunts and I, I uh, are both, well, catty bitches. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> So I distinctly remember there was a time when another family member of ours brought, like, a uh, uh, significant other. It was, like, the first time we were meeting them to this, like, family dinner. And every chance I got, I'd go into the kitchen with my, aunt, like, Aunt Vicky. And the guy that uh, uh, my other family member had brought was a little on the weird side. And I would just, like, go into the kitchen. I'd just be like, hey, Aunt Vicky. And she'd be like, "Uh, what? And I'd be like, hey, like... How many kids do you think that guy touched? And she'd just be like, Craig. <laughs> she'd be like, no, no." And I'd be like, yeah, but like seriously, like how, like on a scale of one to like a uh, scale of one to ten, like how many do you think in a week? And she'd be like Craig and I'd be like, so like seven, like six, like help me out here. And like, and I just kept like, we just kept going back and forth about how, uh, like this guy was kind of a creep and it just like them being catty back and forth about Homer really makes me think about like these like dinners I would have with like my aunt. And I would just think to myself like, man, oh, that is great. That is hilarious. But at the same time, they're being really big jerks.
1: Okay. You were a big jerk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So the waiters come out and they uh-huh. sing "Happy Birthday" to Marge, which I've brought up before is a very expensive song to license. They don't make up fake lyrics for it or anything. Every single year, "Happy Birthday" uh-huh. makes two million dollars. Seriously, just from licensing from TV shows.
0: Man, and like here, so did they? I, and now I'm not remembering. They use the actual "Happy Birthday" song. Yes, they use the actual "Happy Birthday"
1: song in this episode.
0: Why would they bother licensing it?
1: <laughs> Because it's traditional and it was early in the season, so they probably wasted their money on it, thinking, like, oh, this is what people do.
0: Well, there's another song they license in this episode, too, isn't there?
1: I'll get to that one when we get to that song. All right, fair enough. So, I. Uh, I. I. But yeah, $2 million a year for Happy Birthday. Man. So next time you sing that song to somebody, just think, this song makes bank. I yeah. wish I wrote it. Seriously? And it's also over 100 years old. Well, yeah, really. Yeah. Who owns the rights to it? That I didn't check. I believe it's some card company now. <laughs>
0: okay, because uh, I know there was always a rumor that Michael Jackson owned the Happy Birthday song, but I feel like I had looked into it and it turned out to be false. So I wouldn't be surprised if it was some kind of like, tr- like you know, like a greeting card company or something like that. That sounds like up their alley, right? Yeah. Uh, but I... Uh, so Homer goes to hand his gift off, you know, after everybody else has given their gift. And uh, they sing the song... He hands out the present and out of the bottom of the box a bowling ball slides out, hits the cake and cake
1: explodes out everywhere. What a crappy gift. What, what a crappy way to give it. What, what a crappy what, gift. What a crappy husband. So
0: the scene ends. I believe it's a commercial break at this point. Yeah,
1: Marge looks visibly angry. We go to commercial. Break. Uh-huh.
0: I think she like huffs out her nose and it blows out the one remaining candle. Nice little effect. And, uh, so it's Homer and Marge in bed and, uh, Marge is just like, I can't believe you would get me such a thoughtless gift. And Homer's like, well, I'll take it back to the store. And she's like, well, you can't, you had your name engraved on it.
1: Which is just the epitome of Homer's bad gift giving.
0: Homer is, it's so awkward how bad Homer is in this episode. Because, like, you know, Homer's not a great dad and not a great husband in a lot of episodes. But this is one of those moments where you're just like, he's just so, like, he's not very apologetic for how rotten he's being like he he's he even is like you know like oh well blah, blah blah like i'll take the thing and then when marge is like no i'm gonna go bowling screw you homer then turns around and he's like what but you don't
1: bowl see i like this scene because i think to myself mm-hmm. i'm in a relationship with my significant other and we share hobbies sure so i can be like oh this is a really expensive video game for you uh-huh and it's also something i want and she does the same thing,
0: and it's great. Hey, but that's only when you share hobbies. If let's face it, if if you were really really into football, and I, uh, and you got your girlfriend a a football, a football or a jersey or something, and then she was just like, yeah, okay, like, but why? And you're like, yeah, okay, if you don't want it, I'll wear it, I'll use it.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's a jerk move. Oh, I'm, I'm not denying that. It's yeah. terrible,
0: terrible, horrible. So uh, so Marge, in her spite, decides she's gonna go bowling. Which I mean, honestly, I would do the same thing. If somebody got me a gift in the like, in, like in knowing that they'd be like, "Oh, okay, they're gonna give it to me," I would. I'd be like, "No, no, screw you. This is mine now. This, you gave it to me. This is mine to do what I want with."
1: Even if it was something I'm not into, I would do it.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm not a bowler, but if somebody who was super into bowling got me a bowling ball and was like, "Yeah, you know, blah blah," or you could just give it to me no, 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 no. You get to stay home and watch the kids. I'm going out and going bowling. And sure enough, that's what Marge starts to do. She goes to the bowling alley. And uh, uh, something I wanted to uh, point out is when she first gets there, she has no idea what's going on. When the guy's like, oh, do you want a lane? And she's like, no, no, no thanks. I don't need a lane. And he's like, you need you a need lane to lane bowl. The bowl. <laughs> and then when she's like, you know, uh, uh, like, oh, alright. And she wanders off and he's like, hey, do you need shoes? And she's like, oh, I beg your pardon? Like, I don't need your shoes. And he's like, Liz and Lady, you need these shoes. What's your size? And she gets upset about it, and he, like, you know, demands them. And she wears uh, 13 double A's. which, are you familiar with
1: women's size shoes? I am not familiar with women's size
0: shoes. Well, I'm not either, so I had to look it up. Uh, they are 11s in men's. And uh, when it comes to the A's, apparently the more A's there are, the more narrow it is. So it's a a quarter inch for every A shrunk down. So her shoes in men's are 11s that are a half inch more narrow. Huh. So Marge Simpson has shoes that are longer than mine, but not as wide as mine because I wear 10 wides.
1: I've got bigger feet than Marge.
0: I don't. She got bigger feet than me.
1: Nice
0: to know. (laughs) I don't know why that effect is interesting by any stretch, but I made sure to take note of it. I... So she starts bowling, and she's, you know, just hits like the one pin at the
1: end. Yeah, she's really bad at bowling.
0: She's about as good as I am, which is not great, because I'm not very good at bowling. And uh, I've actually, in more recent years, uh, gone bowling more often. Like, uh, quite a long time ago, I used to go with some friends every so often. I wasn't much of a bowler, but they were really into it. And even in uh, the more recent years, I've gone a few times for, like, team get-togethers, like, from work. And I'm not very good still.
1: I kind of want to go bowling with you now.
0: I am really, really bad.
1: I'm okay at it.
0: uh, There's actually a time, and this was years ago, not my work group, thankfully. Oh, thank God. Uh, I was bowling, and I swung my arm backwards, and I let go of the ball, and I almost (laughs) killed my buddy's girlfriend. (laughs) And the worst part is, is at that time, he knew that I wasn't a very big fan of her. And so, like, he afterwards was just like, did you try to kill her? And I was like, no, I didn't. I mean, if I wanted to, I would have done a better job than I did. But I was like, no, I didn't try to kill your girlfriend.
1: Well, if you did, you made it look like an accident. So.
0: Right? Yeah, I, I also, uh, uh you know, the cliche cartoon thing, uh, which even Marge does, where it bounces into the next lane. I've done, done that, that before, before too. <laughs> yeah, I'm really bad at bowling. I'm not very good. They're, they're, I'm typically excited if I get anywhere close to triple digits in bowling.
1: Really? Yeah, I'm not
0: good. I, if I hit around 100, I feel like I've done an amazing job. Because it's the max is 300, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I kind of want to go bowling with you. But I'm lazy, so we'll probably play Wii Bowling at some point. And <laughs> now, that'll be we, it. Now,
0: Wii Bowling, now that's a game I can uh, get good at. There actually was a point in my life when we were play, I would play Wii Bowling with friends, and I could figure out how to sit down on the couch, and I figured a way to swing my arm in such a way that I would always get a strike.
1: <laughs> you manipulated the system, and if you just put that effort into bowling, you'd be a good bowler.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's uh, just not my
1: fate, I suppose.
0: But uh, Marge meets Jacques
1: who is voiced by Albert Brooks, who was Cowboy Bob earlier on, and will later be Hank Scorpio.
0: Ah, yes. And uh, I've heard that he does a lot of his lines. He ad-libs them, right? He
1: ad-libs a lot of his lines. Um, There's a line about brunch that'll get ad-libbed later.
0: Oh, yeah, that's a good line, too. Uh, So so Jacques, who, uh, as the ball indicates, uh, his last name is Brunswick. uh,
1: (laughs) I love that gag. I love the gag that she thinks Brunswick is his last name.
0: Oh, that's right, because it's a... <laughs> because uh... it's a bowling
1: company that makes balls.
0: <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know what? I wrote down the name Brunswick is his last name in my notes, and coincidentally with my horrible knowledge of bowling, I had no idea that it is the company that made the bowling balls. Go figure. There go a few of my notes later in the episode referencing that. <laughs> Anywho, I... I also like that uh, Jacques calls her Homer, because it's the ball's name.
1: Which is kind of cute that Marge has taken to calling the ball Homer. Well, it's it's
0: I, I actually argue that it's a little on the crummy side of Marge, because even though she's mad at Homer right now, she is married to the guy. And here comes a charming, handsome guy. And he's charming. Oh boy, is he charming. He's a pretty charming dude, and he... Uh, you know says oh blah 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 calls her Homer and she says no no Homer is the name of my ball and there's like that awkward pause she knows that she could very easily reference the fact that she's married and say that this is my husband's name but she doesn't she immediately just sweeps it under the rug
1: so there's a part of this that I was thinking about mm-hmm. a lot of the Simpsons characters are left-handed okay I would have loved March to have been left-handed at this scene and she take her ring off
0: Oh yeah, because they, they, she's not even wearing the ring at all She's is not she? wearing
1: the ring at all I would have loved to see her take her ring off Because it's uncomfortable the bowl with
0: Oh, that would have been kind of a fitting scene And then at that point it's That's the, the, tell, that's that, the, the yeah. tell that Oh, she's not married, oh, uh-huh. let's go after her Although I feel like Jack probably would have gone after her anyway Because oh, he's kind of a scumbag Jack
1: just chases his tail, come on <laughs> Yeah, he does. But in his defense, I mean, who wouldn't sleep with Jock? Let's be honest. <laughs> he is a damn fine looking man. Well, it's funny you say that
0: because in a later episode, uh, he's being tested at a hospital and they don't ever say what he's there for, but you can only imagine it is is related. Probably. Odds are. So I... Uh, while this is going on, though, uh, I, I thought it was kind of an interesting look into the uh, Simpson life uh, from Homer's side of things, uh, because he's sort of taking care of the kids while Marge is doing her bowling thing. And uh, uh, you have uh, Homer treating the kids to pizza. Uh, and uh, uh, and it's kind of like it's a little on the heavy side because there is a point where, like, they're eating pizza and he's like... Uh, uh, like oh well, I'll get to spend time with you like your mom does, and then he like a moment passes of them eating pizza, and he's like, does time always drag like this? <laughs> Which is super dark, real real twisted that he said that to his own children. But uh, but it's kind of funny that you know they're eating pizza and like they're like they, like you know he looks at the checklist left for him by Marge and it's a cleanup, and they throw the pizza box out, and they're like, all right, good to go. They'll
1: pitch in to throw the pizza box out. They
0: hand it off to one another, and then at that point you have to consider that Homer hands it. To bart who hands it to lisa who then at this point uh, maggie gets it homer runs around the table to get to the other side and catch it and then hand it to bart who also had to run all the way around the kitchen table to get to the garbage can and then throw it out
1: it's a fun little group of thing to do
0: i feel like they, if they had distanced themselves a little more they'd have been a lot more effective a lot more efficient
1: probably but it's not about efficiency it's about a fun way to clean up with your kids
0: Maybe that's why I'm not very good at taking care of kids. Because for me, it is about efficiency.
1: God, you're like the bad nanny in a movie before you get like a Mary Poppins that shows up. <laughs> <laughs> you will do this the efficient way and clean up.
0: I mean, efficiency makes it so you don't get beat. That's how your childhood worked, right? Right? No. no right? No. Right? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? I, so, I... So so you have Marge, uh, and this is kind of weird to me, and and here's the thing. Uh, there's a part of me that thinks like, man, Marge shouldn't have been even dealing with Jacques when he was so clearly going after her. But, you know, there's another part of you that thinks, well, maybe she didn't know for sure. But I guess at the end of the day, even if somebody is trying to flirt with you like you shouldn't necessarily have to cut all ties with with your human interactions as soon as they start to uh you know get a little on the flirty side or whatever because arguably they shouldn't be getting flirty like that in the first place right
1: well you shouldn't assume that just because someone's being nice to you that they're flirting with you that's
0: true too but uh
1: Jacques is generally teaching her about bowling in fact one of the things he tells her is he can tell her how to pick up a seven ten split, what the beer frame is. Do you know what the beer frame is in bowling? Because you don't bowl. (laughs) Hell no, I don't know what the beer is. Is that just the frame you
0: drink? I have no idea. Uh,
1: It sounds like something we should do because it sounds like a lot of fun. I had to look up what the beer frame was. Okay. In team play, the only bowler on the team not to strike in a given frame must buy a beer for his teammates. This could be a Smash Brothers thing. Why is it not a thing?
0: Well, so long as we turn it into a Smash Brothers thing, because otherwise I'll always be buying you beer.
1: Many teammates also consider a split conversion as a strike for a beer frame. It's also known as the cola frame when people are not drinking age.
0: Oh, charming. So, here's uh, something else. And and I think you are right. You shouldn't necessarily assume that, that, you know, somebody is flirting with you when they're being nice. But, I mean... Jacques gives her bowling instructions, cuts forty dollars off the lesson, then buys her a present. But that's later on.
1: That that's after a couple times.
0: Oh, that's true. Uh, that is very true. And at that point, she's likely being charmed by him. Um. Uh, but so, but yeah. So the the time goes by, and Marge is bowling with Jacques a lot. Uh, they don't say how much it is or how
1: often. But she's going out fairly frequently, and Homer's taking care of the kids. Yeah. In fact, they put Maggie to bed at one scene. Oh yeah, and they sing "Rockabye Baby" Tour but they don't use the lyrics to it. They because make up their own lyrics. Is it licensed? No, "Rockabye Baby" is a royalty-free song. They could <laughs> sing it how it is, but they don't sing that one. Why? They do "Happy Birthday." They pay for "Happy Birthday," but "Rockabye Baby," they go all fancy for. What? I don't. But why? I don't know. I, <laughs> I probably spent thirty minutes looking this up to make sure. <laughs> this is so stupid. Why there are there no they royalties no money? on it? Why? They could have saved their money.
0: Oh man, that is that's so weird. That is really weird. Yeah, so so the, the Homer has some touching scenes with the kids, which is kind of interesting. Because all the while his marriage is not doing so good. Marge is coming home, she lays in bed, Homer doesn't really talk much and they just go to bed.
1: Also, Jacques you mentioned gives a gift to Marge.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: He gives her this nice bowling glove that's got her name written on it.
0: For Marge.
1: Which is what Homer should have done if he did something that she was into. Because it says for Marge, not Homer.
0: Right. Yeah. That that, I mean, like, you gotta think, like, yeah, Marge is sort of skirting with kind of uh 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 you know, this like family destroying thing, like, you know, this relationship with this guy Jacques, but at the same time, Jacques is currently giving her everything that Homer could not.
1: And they have this really romantic scene with onion rings where he's gently caressing her hand. Yeah, he touches her hand an awful lot throughout all these scenes. It's a little I mean, a little on the weird side. Can you think of any other romantic onion ring scenes than anything? Anything.
0: I can think of one. What's that? When Homer uses an onion ring to propose to Marge. Touche. That is the only moment otherwise. And it kinda makes you think when now, mind you, at this point in the series, they probably had not written that or anything. But if this was all pure canon, you would think that the moment that he touched her fingers while she was holding on the ring, she would have felt guilty. You would think so, but she didn't because she's totally, totally willing to continue hanging out with Jacques. Jacques is hot. Let's face it. <laughs> Jacques is a hot dude. He's like you know, he's he's charming. He has that great accent. He
1: gives what she he doesn't get from Homer.
0: I get it, but he drives her home. Which makes you wonder, did she take a taxi to get there, or did Jock pick her up?
1: Or did Homer drop her off there and just leave her?
0: Who knows? Regardless, she arrives at home, and it's a pretty risky scenario, because you gotta think, it's only one peek out the window to see something weird's going on, because Jock holds her hand and asks to get to see her for brunch. Which, Marge has no idea what it is. And
1: he explains what brunch is, by telling her, it's not quite breakfast, it's not quite lunch, but you get a little slice of cantaloupe in the end and he leaves off the most important part of brunch out there and i must sound like an alcoholic to all of our listeners mimosas mimosas getting getting drunk and eating breakfast is the joy of brunch (laughs) that that's why when you go out to san francisco Mm -hmm. there's bottomless mimosa brunch it's a thing that you can go to oh good lord and it's great it
0: sounds amazing it
1: is it's absolutely amazing i
0: love orange juice
1: I love orange juice. I love champagne. I love getting drunk when I eat breakfast. <laughs> I'm just ready for my day. Yeah, I although oh, no, he does. He I does sound like I have such a problem because I do. I was going to say, yeah. well, it's
0: not that you don't have a problem; you do have a problem. I, <laughs> uh, but I, uh, Yeah, so I, uh, I. He does actually reference mimosas, of course, in a little bit. He offers uh, one to Marge, but I, uh, but so, I, uh, when Marge tells him, you know, Jacques, I'm a married woman. Jacques says, which lets you know kind of how scummy he is. He says, "My, uh, my heart and my hips—they cry, proceed," or, or no, my mind says uh, to stop, but my, my heart, heart and my hips say yes. Yeah, uh, cry to proceed, or or yes, or whatever it is. And like, and at that point, it's like, oh okay, yeah, he just wants to totally hook up with Marge, and that's it, right? Oh
1: yeah, he totally wants to hook up with her and. That's it yeah. he, he, he That's all he wants Yeah she's a conquest For Jock mm-hmm.
0: Yeah absolutely And Marge Doesn't really see it That way at this point You know she goes uh, Goes home uh, And once again She's you know Like not talking to Homer Homer says something like Like I think he goes To say something to her And then he's like I ah, never mind And like goes to bed And then they just Awkwardly lay in bed
1: together Yeah Homer doesn't Fall asleep We get a shot of Homer laying next to Marge awake mm-hmm. thinking about all this.
0: Which doesn't typically happen in The Simpsons. Homer usually just passes right out. It's kind of weird to think that there there are times when Homer is, like, that worried and stuff. Like, at this point, his uh, marriage is facing a pretty big crisis. Oh, yeah, his marriage is crumbling, and he knows it. hmm Uh, so, the, I. Uh, the next day, uh, because, yeah, the next day is when they go to brunch or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, they go out to brunch at the diner.
0: Uh-huh, and, uh, so the uh, I I uh, let's see, I'm trying to think because is i I feel like the uh Marge prepares lunch for the kids the next day, right
1: yeah, she makes a lunch for the kids oh, that's and right, a lunch for Homer
0: that's right, and uh uh is it at this point where
1: uh uh have they are do they go to brunch first before that I believe they go to brunch first and then it's that I kind of hazy on that
0: okay because I I Hmm. You know what I think that actually uh, uh, she makes the lunches uh, for the kids first, like gives them the bag lunches, the really fancy ones first yeah, right. Which-
1: They have toys in them.
0: Yeah, it's also, I think, the first time, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but is this the first time Marge calls Bart her special little guy? Yes, it is. Yeah, I noticed that. Uh, It's funny because, like, Bart is like, oh, man, these are great. Like, we totally are, like, this is awesome. And Lisa is very astute to notice the marriage is failing. And I really appreciate uh, Bart's very selfish, hey, don't rock the boat, we're making out like bandits (laughs) comment.
1: That's the kind of logic kids have of two Christmases is what I'll get out of a divorce yeah
0: pretty much uh, so uh, uh Lisa's talking about how you know like um, you know their mother is overcompensating because she's not around and the like the the marriage is failing and she's in uh, uh, uh what stage is she in uh Barts in denial and she's in uh, uh, uh what
1: stage was she in she's in shock. With the first stage? Isn't that it? She's in the third stage. Because they, they say it's an eight-stage system, which I thought was weird. Yeah, I don't
0: remember all the, the stages, though. Uh, but yeah, so she's in another stage. And uh, uh, so when, when she's like, Bart, you're... Oh, no, maybe she doesn't even say what stage she's in. She just says, like, oh, Bart, you're in denial. And he, like, yells at her about how he's not. And she's like, I stand corrected, you know. And so then Marge is at this brunch with Jacques. And, uh... She's super nervous. Like you could tell, she's like reading the napkin. She doesn't like, you know, she's looking around. She's super paranoid.
1: Oh, yeah. She thinks she is going to have sex with Josh Jacques at this point.
0: Yeah, kind of. Uh, and so uh, Jacques is like, uh, 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 asks if she wants a mimosa. And she's like, uh, please don't call me that. Like I'm a married woman. And, like, of course, you know, Jacques is, you know, like flirting with her and trying to hook up with her. And then Helen Lovejoy appears.
1: And Helen Lovejoy, I know you like to point out weird animation.
0: Oh, yeah. She looks real weird.
1: She is the eyes
0: of a demon.
1: I think she looks more like an alien, like the gray aliens
0: that you typically see. She, There's something weird about the way her eyes move around in the scene. They're
1: floaty and just, oh, she just, she's the thing of my nightmares. <laughs> Seriously.
0: Helen Lovejoy, uh, for our listeners who aren't as familiar, is, of course, the, hus- uh, the husband. The wife. The wife of her husband, uh, Reverend Lovejoy. uh, She's the
1: gossipy wife of the minister.
0: She introduces herself as the gossipy wife of the
1: minister. (laughs) Which I think is a little on the nose writing of just being like, oh, who's this character? Oh, I'm the gossipy wife of the minister.
0: I feel like they maybe made her as like a throwaway character, not realizing they would bring her back many, many times throughout the series. I'm not sure. That could be. But uh, so you you have this moment uh, where like Marge doesn't know what to do because like Helen is like oh who's this man who's not your husband that you're out to brunch with and Jacques Jacques is
1: smooth as
0: can totally be. <laughs> smooth he's like I am her bowling instructor and he like you know puts out the like the salt shakers and stuff and he's like and he's like and this is going to be a uh, bowling ball it is of course a, a little big for a bowling ball but we know what it is and he's like totally like like you know plays it off and of course Helen Lovejoy shrinks away because you know she buys it and I uh, you know, Marge doesn't get really much time to to really process things. And as Jacques pretty much just immediately is like, hey, I'm going to ask you something that's even more shocking than anything else I've said. Meet me at my place.
1: And Marge passes out at this thought.
0: Uh-huh. She totally passes out. And... Instead of some kind of, like, dream sequence where she sort of weighs her options, she just sort of imagines how wonderful it's going to be if she goes and hooks up with Jacques.
1: And it's one of those weird Simpsons, like, dream sequences where it's Uh off-color, everything's kind of weird, and Jacques' entire apartment, in her mind, is bowling ball-related. He's got bowling-related chairs, he's got a bowling-related wall, Mm -hmm. there's even a lane that brings out the alcohol. Ah, but the trophies are not
0: bowling-related. They are trophies for love
1: love-making. making, <laughs> which is an awesome trophy for him to win. <laughs> I got to point out, she imagines he is that good in bed that he wins trophies for. He's
0: giving out trophies for love
1: making. Um, I believe they're called porn awards. Touche. But they get these glasses of wine in her mind Uh In this little dream sequence And they drink it And they do something I've always wanted to do my entire life Uh Down a glass of wine And throw the glass away Like I'm Dracula from Castlevania (laughs) (laughs) Always have wanted to do that
0: Now When you mention Dracula You're of course referring to Symphony of the Night Correct? Of course The intro to
1: Castlevania Symphony of the Night The really cheesy one
0: he throws the wine glass. Now, as a quick aside, I uh, you know if you are into classic video games, uh, do make sure to check out Legend of Retro, where uh, myself as well as uh, uh, Sean and I's buddies Chops and Xander join me, uh, and we of course talk about old retro video games. Uh, it releases every Thursday at around eight in the morning, and uh, yeah, find your uh, favorite video game in the list there. We've uh, recently done one on uh, Castlevania, the original Castlevania actually. But uh, so they they go through the dream sequence. Marge is about to like kiss with Jacques as she wakes up, and I, uh, and she asks if to, like Thursday is okay or whatever, right?
1: Oh yeah, she's down to bone at this. She point.
0: She is DTF for sure. At that moment, she is she's made up. She seems to have made up her mind, which is funny because she was real nervous in the the
1: restaurant. You would think that would signify that she was unsure of everything. But she goes along with it. Yeah, well, Jacques has trophies for banging. So I mean, you got to go to the guy who's got the trophies for banging. That's going to be amazing.
0: Homer, you know, has awards for uh, the the most weight gain since high school. He doesn't really have love making trophies. To the best of our knowledge
1: and worst odor, but not love making trophies. Yeah,
0: not not so much. Not not, not that anything we know about. So I. Uh, So Marge heads back home. And at this point, she's made up her mind. She's, you know what? Her marriage is not doing well. She deserves to be happy. She's going to hook up with this guy. All right. You know, maybe she should get divorced first, but eh, it's her prerogative.
1: And Homer feels bad. We realize at this point, Homer is at his lowest point. Yeah. Super complimentary to her. Something he never is.
0: Yeah. uh, It's funny that I I, like Homer finds the glove that says for Marge. And he realizes somebody's getting her this gift. He, you know, he realizes she's going out more, and he's probably under the impression that she is cheating on him.
1: I mean, this dude's got trophies for banging, which I can't get over. <laughs> I mean, why would you not go for that guy?
0: <laughs> so, I, uh, so as Homer's at his lowest point, Bart uh, decides that, I, uh, uh, you know. He he he's you know he he should do something. So he gets Homer and they're gonna play catch, which coincidentally uh, in an earlier episode of Noiseland Land Arcade I had made mention of the fact that it didn't seem like they would ever go play like play catch outside of this episode, but in this episode they, they play do. catch. It seems like it's maybe something that happens at least every so often.
1: wish my dad would played catch with me instead of teaching me how to break and drink.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're you preaching the choir, Sean. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, so I. Uh, I, I I love the fact that like Mar- Lisa's just sitting there in the tw- in the the evening and uh, Homer or Bart's like all right all right I'm gonna throw one straight down the middle throws it and it hits Homer like square in the head and he falls over and like Bart runs up and he's like Dad Dad and he's like. Uh, and he's like, Dad, I don't know what. To, or uh, no, that's right. He goes to Lisa, and he's like, Lisa, what should we do? Obviously, something is wrong. You're right. And Lisa's like, I can't help you. I'm in the next stage, self pity, and she just <laughs> won't help him. So Bart rushes up, and he's like, I've g- you've gave me advice before, and I love that Homer's like, I gave you advice. Get out of here. Just, like, <laughs> just blows it off, and so and Bart's like, No, no, you told me just just to to keep my fool mouth shut, and and Homer's like good advice. Good advice. <laughs> Which is funny because then he proceeds to not listen to Bart's slash his own his, his advice because the next morning he wakes up and Marge is like, he's making sandwiches and Homer tells her that, it, which is very clumsy. It's kind of cute, but it's very clumsy, and it's not that especially kind. He just says that, you know, he, he really appreciates when she makes things for him and that, like, when when she makes peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, the jelly stays inside. It doesn't drip down, like, you know, the the hands, like or his hands like it does all of his co-workers, and it, you know, it's always meant something to him, but he's never brought it up before.
1: It's It's kind of a sweet but sad scene.
0: Because it- Homer doesn't really have much else to go on.
1: Not only that, but it's just it's really sad that this is Homer's happiest thing is food. Yeah,
0: it's it's not a great relationship, honestly, that Marge and uh, Homer have.
1: Because, I mean, later on we'll see more infidelity pop up, and Marge will try <laughs> yeah. the same bit on Homer. And her thing will be, we have kids, dude. Like, <laughs> we have kids. We have a life. This is huge. Homer's is about a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
0: Yeah, that's not great at all. Uh, so Homer leaves and Marge starts kind of getting second thoughts. She's driving towards uh, Jacques' place and she keeps seeing like happy married couples, old people walking around together. And you got to think, in this point, is she thinking, like, oh, I would rather spend my life with Jacques? Or is she just thinking, oh, I'm going to hook up with a guy. And, like, she's being reminded, like, oh, if I just go and hook up with this guy, clearly that's going to destroy the relationship I have.
1: It's a big scene for Marge. Mm -hmm. She has a big crisis of conscience. Yeah. And we see this as she's driving. She even sees gravestones of people who have died and are buried next to each other. Oh,
0: yeah. A little morbid, but whatever.
1: And uh... And then she's going, and there's a sign. Mm -hmm. And it says, the Fiesta Terrace is one way. Mm -hmm. The nuclear power plant is another way. So she drives to the Fiesta Terrace, backs up drives to the nuclear power plant, backs up, and pauses.
0: And all the while, Jacques is putting on, like, aftershave, and he's gonna, like, he's talking about how he's gonna knock another strike down tonight. Oh, yeah, and
1: the anticipation is better than the act itself.
0: Oh, yeah, this dude is such a creep.
1: And, like, but he's got trophies for lovemaking. <laughs> yeah, but imaginary ones, Sean, all right? I want imaginary trophies for lovemaking.
0: Sean, listen, if you can't make your own imaginary trophies for lovemaking, I've got bad news for you, son, because anybody can have imaginary trophies. Oh, look at that, Sean. I just made an imaginary trophy how I have the best Simpson podcast in the world. Well, that's true. Only if the listeners make it happen.
1: That's <laughs> <Anyway>. true. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, so you know, so Marge is 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 this is like the biggest crisis she's ever faced so far, certainly in the series.
1: Oh yeah, it's it's a deep crisis for her. And so, it, the scene then
0: cuts to. Well actually no, I think even before that Homer is about to eat lunch and he's looking at the sandwich and like one of the guys are like, Why aren't you eating? And he's like, And actually I think it's Charlie.
1: It's Charlie. It's the first appearance we get of Charlie. Charlie doesn't have the voice he will have later, but it is Charlie. It's Charlie and Lenny, I believe.
0: Yeah, you're right. It is Charlie and Lenny. And uh they're like, Oh, why aren't you eating? And Homer's like, this is the last, you know, like, you know, piece of my marriage. This is all I have left. And he closes the tin lunchbox and like walks away. And like I think it's Charlie says something like, Ah, marital issues. And then, you know, Marge has her crisis, and then it cuts to the power plant. And it's Marge walking through the power plant.
1: And it's straight the ending of an officer and a gentleman.
0: Yeah, so I'm not as familiar with this movie. So is the premise basically about infidelity and, like, a woman making a choice?
1: Eh, uh, yeah, yeah, kind of. Oh, okay, fair but, enough. But it, it's more so hooking up with the right man. But um, she carries him out or he carries the woman out.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they, they even play the song from that movie, yes. right? So, uh, which, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is the song called uh, uh, Up Where We Belong? Is that right? Yes. Okay. I, I I wanted to make sure. I wasn't entirely 100% on that. So uh, they play that song as she goes through the power plant, and uh, I, I one of the lines I really appreciate here. This is, is
1: my favorite line of the episode.
0: You are here for me, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so good love it and marge is like of course and you know they hug and you know he puts the the hard hat on her and in this episode homer is not the safety inspector
1: no he's not he's working his crummy job that he had in the first episodes
0: which makes you think that this would have been an episode out of time and sequence but anyway i i homer then says that he'll be he's going to the back of the car with the woman he loves and he won't be back for 10 whole
1: minutes which Homer is not earning his trophy for love making there. <laughs> no, he's probably not. Also, a couple things about that scene. So, we said that it's, you know, obviously should have been before Homer becomes the safety inspector, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. Homer thinks his wife is going to leave him. He doesn't jump off a bridge. But losing his job, something he can easily get another of if he just puts in the effort. He tried a little bit, but...
0: Yeah, he could have tried harder and got one, or waited, because of the inevitably he, you are going but to get a that's job. that's
1: the thing that pushes him to the point of jumping off a bridge. Not that's his just, wife leaving him and ruining his life.
0: That's just poor writing at that point, really, honestly.
1: But also, them going to the car for ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Is that the first time in the series we get mentioned that they do the deed, they fuck... I appreciate the hard F there. And, yeah, I think you're right. I think this
0: is totally when they're going to uh, they go and bang.
1: I think it's the first time we hear The Simpsons bang. Now, somebody could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that is, and we'll get it, obviously, a lot later on. They have
0: Oh, sure. They make a lot more mentions. They're a lot more liberal. They with, have a healthy uh,
1: sexual relationship.
0: Sure, yeah. They they talk about that a lot later. But, yeah, I think this is the first episode where they, they're they very overt about it, and uh, that's the, the ending of the episode. It, it's them walking off into the sunset together, and Jacques has been good. Ghosted.
1: Yep. Poor Jacques. It's it's not a great feeling
0: being ghosted. I I, I, I do some dating, and, uh, I you know, it's not the best. But you know what? Jacques was also kind of a scumbag, so what are you going to do?
1: That's true. So but he's shot. still got his imaginary trophies <laughs> for lovemaking.
0: You, you can have them yourself,
1: I'm shot. really stuck on those trophies, okay? I you can make them yourself if you wanted them bad enough. My imagination hates me. Fair enough. <laughs> so, I... Uh,
0: Sean, what do you think is the lasting impact of this episode?
1: Honestly, I think this is the first episode that really puts their marriage to the test, and we'll see that a lot throughout the series.
0: I I agree wholeheartedly. This is sort of one of those uh test episodes, and it's also an episode where I feel like the writers sort of like, you know, they they you know, sort of stopped and looked at it and they thought, "Okay, so so Marge had a conscience of, or a question of conscience, you know, or a question of faith, whatever you want to however you want to view it." And what are we going to do when Homer has something like this happen? Well, let's find out. And so, you know, as the series went on, they started doing it more often. Though typically, it was mostly for
1: only Homer after this point. It's really progressive with Marge, because you don't ever think, like, the show is going to go to the wife cheating. I, Usually it goes to the husband cheating on the wife. Sure, and I, I think
0: that uh, uh, in a lot of cases, it's, it's sort of that, you know, which, you know, and, and a quick thought you think like, oh, it's it's, you know, because like men, you know, are more often to cheat or something like that. But I think it's also sort of that like kind of uh, romanticization, the the sort of like uh, uh, placing of a pedestal that women get, especially like in, in less progressive times, like in the early 90s, where things were becoming more progressive. But, you know women were still sort of, like, idolized as sort of, like, saintly pure maidens, and, you know, it's it's sort of like, I mean, they're people like anyone else, you know, a woman could cheat just as easily as a man. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, it's sort of, but, but I think that, uh, uh, which, you know, it's sort of this weird reverse form of sexism where, you know, you have, like, women who are, like, idolized, and it's, but not idolized because they've done, like, great things, it's just sort of like like you sort of implant, like, oh, they should be very maidenly. Like, they, they shouldn't, like, do these things. So, I think you're right. I think this was a, a fairly, uh, 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 sort of progressive episode in the fact that it was showing the the wife, uh, essentially, potentially cheating or kind of cheating a little bit. Cause, I mean, you know, she, like, held hands with the guy. I mean,
1: she had the relationship with him, just not the sexual relationship.
0: Yeah. She had an emotional relationship with the dude for a while. So, you know, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's sort of the lasting impact of uh, this episode And honestly, I'm not a fan of episodes like this And I've mentioned it before on the show I, They're just so awkward
1: I love episodes like this I love episodes where characters <sighs> are pushed and they question their conscience I really do
0: The, the conscience part, I'm, I'm not as opposed to But man, like the, the, the sort of the infidelity parts of some of these Simpsons episodes Are just like,
1: ugh, just real uncomfortable to watch But it makes good writing, because there are some good jokes in there
0: yeah, fair enough.
1: So, Sean, any uh, parting thoughts that you have on this episode? I'm still stuck on those trophies. I can't get them out of my head, and I'm going to go out on that one. Trophies for banging everybody,
0: Sean. You you could make them. they're My imagination hates me. There's just
1: demons in there. Just demons who make me do bad things.
0: Fair enough, Sean. Fair enough. So, if I uh, if you'd like to support us, and uh, maybe we'll get to a point where I can make a trophy for Sean for love making. <laughs> You can do <laughs> that's so. my dream. That's all you, I want. You can do so by going to patreoncom slash Media, where you can, of course, support this show as well as all of our other shows on the network. We have plenty at this point that you can choose from, uh, ranging in a wide array of topics. Uh, Sean and I are, of course, just, you know, gamer nerds that are also really into The Simpsons. But uh, there's, you know, actual video game stuff you can look into, of course. And you can do that on uh, gamesalemedia.com. But otherwise, uh, I think uh, it's uh, time for us to sign off. Oh, and uh, thanks for listening.